0: Well, g'day. Welcome to the Fortress. It's nice to see you again. You know, when most people get divorced, they tend to... What do they do? They retreat a little bit, don't they? They spend some time in bed, maybe. Um, they might take a little vacation. I took up jogging. But when you're Britney Spears, what do you do? You pose for photos with gorillas wearing G-strings and you take up pole dancing. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. And of course, the big question that everyone's asking at the moment is, who gets to keep the toaster that Madonna gave them at the wedding? There's a proposal already on the table. Apparently, he gets to keep the housekeeper and she gets to keep the stripper pole. Honestly, when we first heard about this divorce, it was really sad. But the pair of them are just making this into an absolute comedy. He's taken to Instagram to put up these... It was quite an amusing post, I'm not going to lie. He put up like three or four photos of himself with different disguises saying that he's trying to outdo the paparazzi or outrun the paparazzi. She's taken to Instagram and posted herself dancing in her underwear repeatedly, which nobody's complaining about, I suppose. But it's not really the usual post-divorce behaviour. And of course, the Brittany Brigade are up in arms because they've done what they always do. They've rifled through the back catalogue of things that anyone's ever said ever. And apparently this guy, I don't know what his name is, Sam or Hessem, I, I But the guy that she's kicked out of the Barbie mansion, well, as they were preparing to get married, he apparently posted something out there on social media at the time, but said, for all those people who were fascinated in the prenup agreement, he said, don't worry. He's made sure that he gets to keep the Jeep and the old pairs of sneakers, something like that. He actually sounds like he's got quite a good sense of humour, I've got to say. Her statement posted about six days ago. Well, let me read you a little bit. It says, as everyone knows, Hesom and I are no longer together. Six years is a long time to be with someone, so I'm a little shocked, but I'm not here to explain why because it's honestly nobody's business. I so wish that she'd then put, mind you, be, mind you be, mind you be it would have been so appropriate, right? Then... She talks about she couldn't take the pain anymore. In some sort of telepathic way, she writes, I have been receiving so many messages that melt my heart from friends and I thank you. I've been playing it strong for way too long and my Instagram may seem perfect but it's far from reality and I think we all know that. She continues, I would love to show my emotions and tears on how I really feel but... Some reason I've always had to hide my weakness. If I wasn't my dad's strong soldier, I would be sent away to places to get fixed by doctors. But that's when I needed family the most. You're supposed to be loved unconditionally, not under conditions. So I will be as strong as I can and do my best. And I'm actually doing pretty damn good. Anyways, have a good day and don't forget to smile. Later in today's show, we're going to be talking to our friend Jordan about uh, Brittany's Divorce and what it means for the book that's coming out, and for the possible interview with Oprah. And as always, I'm really curious to know what you're thinking. Is this one of those ones where you think, I just don't care? I don't care anymore, there's too much Britney. Or do you have a strong opinion about him being a gold digger or her always after publicity? Let me know, send me an audio memo time to talk australia at outlook.com oh my god touch me right there almost there touch me right there take my hand come on let's go into the fortress together we're about to talk about kylie single number two people coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture you're listening to time to talk Well, it's been a little while since we spoke last, hasn't it? But there hasn't been much happening in Kylie land. Padam, padam, slid away and everyone's asking, where's single number two? I'm probably one of the only ones who's putting my hand up and going, hey, they're actually playing this smart. You don't want single number two coming out too early and then the album comes out and then there's no momentum from, you know, a new video which has been shot by Sophie the same lady who shot Padam, you need the single to drop very close to the album launch, and that's exactly what they're planning to do. It's tension, and if you haven't heard it yet, um, I've told you before, it's a grower. It's fantastic. I've got to say, my kids seem to prefer tension over Padam Padam, but quite honestly, you can't trust their opinion. I love the lyrics. She, Her voice is beautiful. She soars in parts of it, and it's one of those songs where it, it takes you into a different place it almost becomes a different song at different points of it and if it has the killer video that it deserves because it sort of screams for visuals this one it's going to be big it'll be fantastic but i have to own it not all fans agree let's hear from chris from brisbane
1: tim chris from brisbane how are you um and hello to everyone listening checking in to share my thoughts uh, as requested tim on the speculation of tension, single number two. Gosh, how crucial is it to get this right? It really is. What a task for her and her, um, team to try and nail this. Don't envy them. Big job ahead. Um, where do I begin? Where do I begin guys? Um, in all transparency before everybody judges me to death, um, What I have, I don't know what's out there. I really don't. Um, I don't know what other people have heard. What I have heard is the Tension album sampler, essentially the 30-second snippet of each song kind of snipped and sewn together as a bit of a sampler package. Um, I have heard three tracks in full. Hold On To Now, Things We Do For Love, and tension. Guys, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to need a costume to wear out of the house tomorrow because some of you listeners are probably going to want to track me down and stone me to death. Um, I'm really nervous if tension is single number two. I really am. Um, to me, Tied or Closely Followed by One More Time, it's probably the weakest track on, on the album. Um, does little for me. Um, I don't think it's the true essence of a normal Kylie song. I don't think there's a hook. I don't think it's exciting. Um, It's disjointed. Um, I'll try not to tear it to shreds anymore. It does little for me. Um, I agree, Tim. It is a bit of a grower. I have mildly become to like it better the more I've heard it. I hope if it is a single, the visuals, the video is going to make me like it more. I hope. Because at the moment, I'm just like, "Mm, God, if this is single two, it's not the right move. Um, In the interest of saving time and not rabbiting on too much and running through every track individually, the standouts for me are things we do for love, hands, green light, story, Vegas high are probably my faves. Um, In a nutshell, um, Tim, I share your thoughts, hands, hands down, excuse the pun was the most obvious choice for single number two. Um, Evidently, she's trying to appeal to the American market. I thought it was the track that would have worked in her favor the most uh, for that. I thought it would have been really complimentary as a follow-up to Padam. It's still dancey. It's still a bop, but it's more sultry Kylie um, that we love. I love sultry Kylie. Hands did that for me. Tension does nothing. Hands does everything. Um, Green Light, I love. Very dis- It's probably the most similar to disco tracks, I guess, though, and probably not the right choice for a single release for this album, but I love the track. It's fantastic. Um, Story, fun. What a fun song. Is it single worthy? Still a bit on the fence from the snippet I've heard? Don't know. Um, thought Vegas High was a great single choice. I always thought it was going to be Padam. Hands. Vegas High, and I thought Vegas High would have been the third single to coincide with the Vegas announcement. Completely understand that due to the success of it, things have been pushed back, things have been skewed. They probably had PR, marketing things, all of that sort of stuff locked in surrounding the residency announcement. So maybe that ship has sailed. I I don't know. Maybe it does have the potential to be single number three. Um, Back to tension, guys. My fear is that... Uh, riding on the tail end of Padam, we could go from hero to zero real quick uh single number two is gonna make or break this album you can't get it wrong you can't um and I have a fear that it may happen to me I hate to say it guys tension is a twenty twenty three sex exercise to me it's um it's flat it's boring it's it's mildly tacky. Um, yeah, just doesn't grab me at all. Anyway, I'll get my costume ready to wear out of the house tomorrow. So you all don't track me down and try and kick me to death in the car park while I'm getting out of my car to try and get onto my work day. Um, They're my thoughts Keen to hear everybody else's thoughts. Number one on tension, the track itself, what they think or speculate single two should be. Um, Looking forward to checking in and hearing what others have to say. Talk soon.
0: As always, thank you so much, Chris. Interesting views, I've got to say. And maybe, maybe not all the fans are going to like this. I mean, when you've got a song like Padam Padam, and how do you follow it up? In the Fever era, though, she did it. All of us loved the single after single after single that came after Can't Get You Out of My Head. It was a bloody treasure trove. The Tension album is really diverse. It's got definitely elements of Golden on it. It's got, um, actually, as Chris, this idea comes from you, one of the tracks on there sounds like you could just picture Corey Hayam in an 80s movie in a billy cart soaring down a hill with the Kylie track on top of it. That track being The Things We Do For Love. I've got to say, I still am obsessed with hands. Um, Green light is a favorite. The fact that they're back-to-back makes a lot of sense to me. There's definitely a sample from a Doja Cat in hands. It's a very small microsecond, and I can't remember. I think it's from Say So. I'm sure the sample's from Say So. I'm yet to narrow it down and it does my head in, but there's a very small microsecond in there. Does anyone care? Probably not. Actually, you do. That's why you're in the fortress. You're the only person that does care about that sort of ridiculous detail. It's an exciting time to be a Kylie fan, though. Just hold on tight. I know you're all getting impatient. So am I. But this is... Have some faith. They've played this one really well. Remember Aphrodite, remember X, where we all said, oh, why don't they do that and why have they released that and how come we can't buy the single yet? How come we can't stream it yet? How come it was... All of that. Like, they've had some hideous campaigns, put it that way. I'm feeling that they've run the tension campaign fairly beautifully at the moment. And having a calm before the storm, people, listen, lean in and listen, having a calm before the storm, that's a little bit from the 80s. That's how the big megastars used to do it, build the tension, literally. And then, boom, hopefully, that's what's going to happen here. Well, I mean, it is going to happen, because you're going to have the album, heaps of promo, hopefully some epic performances, and then you've got Vegas. I mean, come on, it's all coming, so just breathe. And too bad, very sad, for all you people in the Northern Hemisphere, because you'll be listening to Tension in the Cold. But here in the Southern Hemisphere, we will be dancing in the sunshine to all the songs. I've always wondered that with um, albums when they're released, because the climate affects how you digest the music, right? So you call things... Uh, it, Padam Padam was called the Summer Anthem by all you arrogant people that think summer is happening everywhere in the world. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't our Summer Anthem here. It was a fucking cold anthem, actually. I had to huddle in my Tesla, listening to it, like some sort of fetal squirrel. It was ugly. Do you know how hard it is to do the Padam-Padam choreography from the well of a car? It can be done, but it's difficult. Okay, stand by. We're about to hear from Trisha, lovely, lovely Trisha from the United States, about Celine Dion. I've been very curious for the longest time to know what it would be like for a fan community when your idol is facing something catastrophic. We had a little glimpse of it, didn't we? For the hardcore Madonna fans who tune into this podcast, you had a glimpse of it. The shock and the awe and the, oh, let's call it recalibration about what she meant to you. That's what happened. It was so out of the blue, so unexpected And it really got me thinking, gee whiz, if you'd been following Celine Dion for 30 years, um, starting to get a bit emotional, because her announcement was so emotional and so personal, and her connection with her fans is so beautiful. And as a fan, you just have a strange relationship with your idol. You, You know them, but they don't know you. So what would you do if... Your idol talked to you on a personal level as Celine did, and you can see the pain and the fear, but there's nothing you can do. A lot of people who aren't hardcore fans, Tricia, they are very confused about what's going on with Celine. She released. I
2: think, I think people who are hardcore fans are kind of confused too. Um, there's mm. so many different stories and so many rumors and you know it's kind of odd that her team hasn't really put out much um but I know it's like this disease or this illness that's like really not there's not a lot known about it right so I feel like she and her team are in this really difficult position where like she probably wants to share more but there really isn't anything to share you know what I mean
0: so when was the first time that we knew was that the video that she released that talked about because she she was pretty generous with her private life I have to say she she put it out there I suppose she needed an explanation
2: for why she was
0: cancelling this tour is that right
2: right right so she put out a video I gosh I don't know dates right now but there is a video where she names the illness or the Mm -hmm. whatever disorder I don't even know what you call it but stiff person syndrome she names it by name but you know for years now she's had these like cancellations for spasms and things like that, that probably were that. And we just didn't know, not obviously not as much, you know, it's really post COVID and post pandemic life that, that kind of came to light more. But, you know, if you watch, um, I feel like it's in her movie. Have have you seen like through the eyes of the world or whatever No, it's called? um, it's like a documentary she released many years ago and, you know, she ends up talking about spasms and things and like vocal issues. And I feel like we've seen some of this Mm -hmm. in years past, but not ever have a name for it or a diagnosis. So I feel like, you know, it it probably has gotten worse as she's getting older and, you know, stress and all that stuff. So, so yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I feel so bad, right? Like I, Adore her, right? I think she's an amazing human, not just performer, right? I think she's awesome. And so it just makes me sad that like, she's going through all of this right now. And it's not something that you hear a lot about. So.
3: Hello, everyone. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to reach out to you. I miss you all so much. And I can't wait to be on stage talking to you in person. As you know, I've always been an open book. And I wasn't ready to say anything before. But I'm ready now. I've been dealing with problems with my health for a long time. And it's been really difficult for me to face these challenges and to talk about everything that I've been going through. Recently, have been diagnosed with a very rare neurological disorder called the Stiff Person Syndrome, which affects something like one in a million people. While we're still learning about this rare condition, we now know this is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. Unfortunately, these spasms affect every aspect of my daily life sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to.
0: In the Celine fan community, are people realistic? Are they getting just how serious this is, do you think?
2: It's funny, right? Like I see a lot of posts on Facebook, a lot of prayers going out and just hoping that she'll come back and hoping that everything will work out. And you know, that's all lovely and beautiful and yeah, of course that's what we all want. But again, I feel like it's hard to know. And you you try to stay positive But then you have the couple of fans in the background, maybe that are like, I wish they would tell us more. And, you know, so I think we're in this really difficult position where we like, we're just in this unknown Mm. and, you know, the positivity is wonderful and, you know, it's always helpful to be positive, but yeah, I feel like it's hard to know exactly where we are. Are
0: the fans pulling together or are they turning on each other? Because that happened in Madonna, when Madonna was ill, there was just shock and awe because that was quite sudden. And then when there was a vacuum of information, which there was for about a week or maybe even more, uh, the fans just turned on each other. Basically two two camps, one saying we have no right to know, let her heal and shut up. And the other half saying her management, we're her fans, we've been here forever, we have a right to know something, not everything but something. What's going on in Celine's fan community?
2: Um, I've seen a little bit of both. Um, Again, I think for the most part, what I've seen uh, is a lot of positivity and well wishes, which is, you know, wonderful. Uh, I have seen some folks be like, oh, I wish I wish her team would let us know things. I wish that, you know, we've been here just like with Madonna. We've been here for so long and we don't know anything. But I think a lot of people are saying, you know, let her like give her her time. You know, she's given us so much over the last decades. Mm -hmm. Right. Like let her have her time. Let her work it out. And we'll be here when, whenever and however she comes back.
0: But when you don't hear anything, it does make you scared as a fan, doesn't it? I mean, totally, you must be. Totally. And do you know what else really strikes me, Tricia, about this one is I don't think there's been, as far as I know, any paparazzi photos of her since you made that announcement.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be totally – not that I deserve to know where she is, but normally you kind of know she's either in, like, Vegas or yes. Canada, right? Like, I don't know. I think she might be in Colorado. I actually don't even know where she is. So it's like she might be just trying to heal and be at home somewhere, and, and that's great, right? Like, that's what we want. But, yeah, you don't see her out and about really.
0: Yeah, and I would have thought the paparazzi would really want – I know it's 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 very morbid, but I would have thought they'd want that shot, you know, to – I to, I mean – I'll be really honest. I'm curious to know what she looks like right now. Is she looking healthy and well? Look, one of the other things that comes to mind as a – I'm a big Celine fan, but not one of the the diehard nucleus (laughs) in the group, right? Right. But but I – she's got all the money in the world. So if anyone has got an opportunity to, you know, find the cure or the treatment – Uh, it would be her i am really curious to find out how she's looking these days and how she's doing it must be there in the community too you must be curious
2: yeah i mean we're curious just to know how she is more than anything like Mm. i think the diehards will always love her no matter what she looks like right but you can kind of glean someone's health by the way that they're looking so oh by the
0: way please let me clarify that's what I meant not you know is she looking fabulous just health health that's all I meant. yeah yeah right I knew what
2: you meant I just meant well because Celine
0: and and sorry to interrupt you again but uh, the other thing about the way she looks is over the years we have been able to tell uh, about her health by the way she looks she's gone through some dramatic Uh, weight loss, for example, and there have been times where fans have speculated, oh, she doesn't look healthy. She looks just emaciated at times.
2: Right. I mean, but she's always been thin, right? So it's just a matter of, like, thin or less thin, I guess. But even when, you know, she's, quote, unquote, heavier, she's still a very thin and tall and athletic Mm. build, right? So it's just, you know, people are always going to speculate when they don't know, of course. Um, But I would just say, like, we're curious about how she is because we care about her. And I, I know, I feel like it sounds silly. Cause we're like, we think we know her <laughs> and through this kind of public eye, we kind of do. Right. But, but you know, it, it, there's definitely curiosity out there, like what's going on and when is she coming back? When is she coming back? I, I know fans are disappointed because concerts are officially getting canceled. And then there's the whole business of like getting their money back and all that stuff. So there is some kind of, you know, I don't want to even call it anger, but like frustration, I guess I would say.
0: What do fans know about the stiff person syndrome, if that's what it's called? What do they know about the effects of it?
2: Um, I think, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of Media coverage on that specific thing. So if if we're doing research on our own, that's probably how we're figuring it out. Um, I I just kind of quickly looked looked it up just to see what it even meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of you know the symptoms kind of are brought on more by like, like her life, right? Like loud noises, stress, physical activity brings on these like spasms and she can't really breathe or move. So, so like going Mm -hmm. on tour would literally be bad for her. Right. So it's just like, how do you work around it if possible, or, you know, what medications or whatever. So it's just kind of be going to be really interesting to see how if or how that, you know, she can get past it. I don't know. Do we happen
0: to know, like, when it started to onset? Like, for example, if I'm a huge Kylie Madonna, lots of celebrity fans, I reckon I would have noticed some little symptoms over the years of something coming. Have fans noticed little things along the way? And do we know the onset and do we know the prognosis, what it will eventually lead to? Do you know Um, anything like
4: that?
2: So I feel like... Now that we know there's a diagnosis, some of the health issues in the past kind of put the pieces in place, you know, Uh, uh, like she's had like back spasms and vocal things and they're all kind of related, like they all kind of make sense now. So Uh never to this extent, obviously, but, you know, she's canceled a show here or there because of spasms and things like that. So it's probably been, you know, present in her life for years now, but just not to this magnitude.
0: You Said you've been a fan for like 30 years. Oh my like, gosh, <laughs>
2: you,
0: you must sit there, Trisha, and think, have drawn some conclusions. Will she come back? Will Celine come back?
2: I, I don't ever want to be negative in any way, shape, or form. And like, my hope and dream in life is to see her in concert again someday because I've seen her, you know, a bunch of times. Um, but just given. The very little information that I have and that I know, I don't think we're ever going to see her how we're used to ever again. I don't I don't know that she's ever going to like do a big sold out arena with loud, you know, co- all that stuff. I, I just don't know. Right. And I like I don't want to think that. But in my in the back of my mind, I'm nervous that that's going to be true. Uh, maybe we'll get like small performances like acoustic even that's loud right so it just really depends on how she can come back I mean and she just did a movie before the like during the pandemic so maybe she'll switch to acting or something who knows
0: and you'll follow yeah. her no matter what right
2: totally I love her I think she's an amazing you know singer actress her, her movie was so cute love again I don't know if you saw it but it's super cute um and I, just I didn't feel even
0: like know Celine acted if I'm gonna well, be honest
2: she plays herself which is adorable and you know she's just so funny she's just like funny by nature i think Um, she's a
0: kooky lady isn't she
2: yeah totally totally and it's just kind of funny to watch especially when you're you know that kind of like diehard fan everything she does is kind of silly and funny and you know you just laugh with her um she doesn't take herself too seriously right so i feel like that's part of what makes it easy to like her
0: i feel like um what you see is what you get too and i know that's hard to tell because we're not behind the scenes but with more than any other celebrity i feel like celine she certainly doesn't try to hide that sort of eccentric part of herself by the way can i ask you a quick thing i saw on facebook this is completely slightly off topic i should say i saw a video of um celine driving out of like i don't know a concert center in the limousine so to speak and she winds down the window and a fan's starting to sing to her
2: and she winds it up
0: (laughs) it really blue i was wondering That's if it was really ai is, no, is it is it a real really
2: didn't happen <laughs> that so just, it
0: really what it did it or really didn't
2: didn't happen that way <sighs>
0: it's so that rude like, can i just describe to the listeners what happened she drives out in her in her uh limousine the driver tries to drive past this fan, and she goes no stop i want to hear this fan singing one of uh, presumably one of celine's songs to her and mm-hmm. the look on her face is so priceless as she just winds down the window and watches for about, I don't know, 10 seconds, she clearly isn't impressed and she, without any movement in her face, just winds the window up and drives off. It's yeah. hilarious.
2: It's really funny, but it did not actually <laughs> happen that way.
0: It didn't, did you say? No, I thought you said it did. Oh, please no, correct it me.
2: it did not. It did not. I'm pretty <laughs> sure... Someone like photoshopped it to make it look that oh, way. that's what I'm I fairly thought. Confident, I'm fairly confident that she listens and then at one point like sticks her hand out to shake their hand.
0: I see. It didn't it's seem like.
2: That way, but yeah. it's, no, it's very funny. I've seen it and it made me laugh a lot. But I'm like, there's no way that she did that.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I thought this doesn't seem like Celine. It's so rude. No, <laughs> so no, diva. No.
2: <laughs> I know it was funny, but no, I, I'm I'm fairly confident that that was photoshopped to look that way.
0: Ah, oh, good. That's that was my suspicion. I thought that was the case. <laughs> um, what is it about Celine that keeps you a fan for thirty years? It's it's got to be more than just that unbelievable voice
2: yeah I mean part of like what you said what you see is what you get she seems like again this is silly right but she seems like the kind of person that like you could be friends with Mm -hmm. and she's like down to earth and and kind of living her her life and you know she's a mother and she has this big family and she just feel it feels like she's just someone who loves so much loves life loves her people loves her fans And it's really easy to kind of like get encompassed in that love. Like, you know, she doesn't know me. (laughs) She doesn't know a lot of her fans, but we love her and we feel like she loves us too.
0: She certainly goes the extra mile for her fans. Like she, she's very aware of them and she um, treats them with a great deal of respect. She, she, for those, for the uninitiated, it's an interesting reminder that she met her husband who passed away when she was Mm. what 14 or something
2: um I believe 12
0: 12 and he was like well and truly in his 20s I think right
2: well he was 26 years older than her so I think he was 38 oh my
0: my god do the fans think that's a bit weird I mean look she describes him as the love of her life, of course, and yeah. I don't think she's had a romance since, from what I yeah. know. Correct. So I'm not one to judge, but what do the fans make of that? It's pretty unusual, very European.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm not going to comment or speculate, right? But I will say, if she and Renee loved each other and were good, were good to each other, and it was all above board, then uh, you know we support that, right? And like we
0: support that. That's right. Yeah, they had right? a child like, together just, too, didn't they? Sorry. They had a child together too, right? They
2: have three, three children, three boys.
0: Wow. Okay. And this must be very tough on them. Have they released any statements or made any comments?
2: No, the boys are pretty private actually. Like you don't see a whole lot of them.
0: I'm talking directly to all the Celine fans now. I my heart goes out to you. I can't imagine. I think secretly everyone has thought about the day when Especially when Madonna became suddenly ill recently, it made us think about, wow, what if if that inspiration was not there? It's Mm -hmm. a very hard thing to think about. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, Tricia. I was curious how Celine fans were doing at the moment when there's clearly a diagnosis of something, one in a million, I think they keep saying. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have the great prognosis. They certainly keep reporting that there is no cure. She has cancelled all her commitments. She is out of the limelight. So for me, as someone who really does honestly relate to, you keep saying it's silly. I don't know her, but I get what you mean by that. We mm. do know her actually. Right. You do know your you know her in your own personal way. She gives you right. strength. She gives you inspiration in a different way for each different person. I was right. really fascinated to know been a fan at this stage with all of this uncertainty.
2: Yeah, um it feels to me, again I'm going to speak for myself, it feels a little sad, you know, mm. because mm. you like I've like I said it's been 30 years of my life that I've been like a hardcore diehard fan of this woman and I've seen her in different shows and I've supported her and I, you know, to me she pretty much is like the best of the best, right? So It's hard to be in this area of uncertainty and we just don't know. And, you know, we try to stay positive. We try to keep our heads up and just send her all the love that we can. But it's 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 kind of sad right now. And again, I wanna I wanna focus on the positive and I wanna like just send her and not that she will ever like maybe she'll hear this, but send her all the love and healing vibes, but like, it, it's just kind of hard right now. And oh, we uh, all want
0: I, the best for her. All yeah, of, of course. us. 100%. You know, whether, or not,
2: whether or not she ever s- comes back on stage again, uh, you know, to me, I don't care as much because I just want her to be okay. Wow. And, uh, you know, if she gets through this and can come back on stage, obviously that's the ideal situation. But, but honestly, like, for me personally, and I think, I think. A lot of fans will say as long as she is okay, then that's all we care about.
0: The vocal cord issue is quite common amongst singers. I I know obviously Julie Andrews had catastrophe when she was trying to rectify that. I believe Ariana Grande and I believe um, Miley Cyrus, Adele. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, clearly because they put maybe, well, I say clearly, but I actually don't know. But I would imagine it's because they put so much strain on those yeah. chords, right? must be. Yeah,
2: over and over again, night after night. You know, she mm. does the residency in in uh, Vegas night after night. She goes on tour night after night. So, yeah, it's a lot for anyone. That voice, right? Trisha,
0: far out, that voice, unbelievable. I was actually just by coincidence listening to the one that she did with Barbara Streisand, Oh, oh yeah. no, Stray Sand, Stray Sand. Sorry, she always—it's not Sand, it's Stray Sand, it's Stray Sand. Right. Sorry, Barbara, if you're listening. Um, uh, but that was—that's t- goosebumps listening to those two what and a great the soaring. Oh, and the song itself, right? Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you got a favourite moment as as a Celine fan or a favourite song?
2: Ooh, favorite song. You know, it depends on the mood.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, I feel like every every moment in life has a different Celine song that you can add to it. <laughs> but I will say, um, one of my favorites is a newer song. Um, it's on her Courage album. It's called, called "The Hard Way." The hard way. Um, basically, like you know, gosh, I'm I'm blanking on the lyrics now, right? Because I'm talking to you, but it basically, like you know, I got here, but I had to take the long way, but I made it like I made it home anyway. And I just feel like it's a, it's uplifting. It's powerful. She sounds wonderful. Um, and it's just like, I hope that, you know, even though this is the hard way for her right now, I hope she can find her way home. You know,
0: I was about to say very fitting for for her current experience, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully she'll come back, but either way, I just want her to be okay. The fans
0: really? will be there no matter what happens. Exactly. No matter what happens, you're not going nowhere. Trisha, you sound absolutely delightful. She's oh, lucky. you're
2: so nice. <laughs> well,
0: she's del- she's just so lucky to have fans like you. I have to admit I've I've been reading on the forums a little bit and mm. Celine fans seem pretty... Down to earth, actually. <laughs> like I no offense, so. Michael fans, but you guys are quite odd. Um, oh, we love Michael. <laughs> I love Michael too, but the diehard fans, they still believe he's alive. Oh, really. so <laughs> They're
2: <all>, right.
0: <laughs> we love you too, Michael fans, I promise. It's just you're yes. a little odd. You're a little odd. Um, <laughs> but it's been lovely talking to you, Trisha, and thank you yes, for helping guys. us understand what it's like to be a Celine Dion fan at this really difficult stage. I really appreciate so
2: your time. much for having me. It was really nice talking to you.
3: It hurts me to tell you today this means I won't be ready to restart my tour in Europe in February. I have a great team of doctors working alongside me to help me get better and my precious children who are supporting me and giving me hope. I'm working hard with my sports medicine therapist every day to build back my strength and my ability to perform again. But I have to admit, it's been a struggle. All I know is singing. It's what I've done all my life. And it's what I love to do the most. I miss you so much. I miss seeing all of you being on the stage, performing for you. I always give 100% when I do my shows, but my condition is not allowing me to give you that right now. For me to reach you again, I have no choice but to concentrate on my health at this moment. And I have hope that I'm on the road to recovery. This is my focus and I'm doing everything that I can to recuperate. I want to thank you so much for your encouraging wishes of love and support on my social media. This means a lot to me. Take care of yourselves. Be well. I love you guys so much. And I really hope I can see you again real soon. Thank you.
5: Hello, this is Macy Tanner, and this is how I uh, have became a Celine fan over the years. It started when I was six years old. Um, my grandma wanted me to watch that movie you all know, Titanic. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was busy doing something. And I told her I didn't want to watch it. And finally, I gave in and ended up watching it. And uh I was literally obsessed with Titanic after that. Um, I loved Celine's voice and... For a while, I thought, My Heart Will Go On was her only song. And, um, I basically have been a fan ever since. Um, my mom a few months later showed me that's the way it is and because you loved me. And I instantly knew they were amazing songs and slowly but surely I started discovering her music been a fan for 13 years now um, she's my inspiration um, my biggest dream is to meet her I actually got tickets two years ago for my sweet 16 but obviously it was cancelled because she's sick and I pray for her every night My hope is that she will get better, and it hurts me to know that she's going through all that pain, but God has a plan for us all, and I believe that if we keep, as fans, praying for her, and just reminding the Lord how much she means to us that God will do a miracle, I know there's no cure for this. Uh, stiff person syndrome but there it is an autoimmune disease which means it actually can go away i've been doing a lot of research i've been learning french from listening to celine um but yes she is amazing and deserves more fans and yes
1: you know very unusual uh, strange diagnosis in neurology it's an autoimmune disease so i think people are familiar with things like lupus and so what happens for whatever reason your body develops antibodies uh, to this chemical called gaba and what gaba does is slows your immune system so without gaba your muscles spasm non-stop so imagine your stomach your lumbar spine your entire trunk going into a severe spasm like a board, it can happen just randomly. And as people get older, it becomes more and more constant so they can lose their ability to walk. Like she said, she can, you know, ability to sing. Uh, This is a very, very painful. So think about a bad muscle cramp, but imagine it's so bad that it's actually bending and contorting your spine because of the rigidity uh, from this lack of a chemical in this antibody.
6: This is Rudy from New Jersey again, just outside New York City. You know, if you're a serious Celine fan like I am, you can't help but be concerned. You know, let's forget about the fact that there's a possibility that a once in a lifetime voice could be silenced. I-, I don't think anyone anyone wants to imagine that, whether you're a big fan like I am, or even if you're just a well wisher. You know, she's such a good person. You know, if you've ever met Celine Dion, you know that her image is totally genuine. It's not a facade. And that's kind of rare in show business anyway. Um, and, you know, we always want to support people who are kind and humble in addition to being dazzlingly talented. And it just feels so wrong and, um, and incongruous with a just world for someone like her to suffer. There's nothing she wouldn't do to perform for us and give us her very best. So naturally, we have to be concerned that she's postponed multiple tour dates, a Vegas engagement that was going to happen. And now nothing, the silence is deafening. So naturally we're very concerned. We all wish her the very best because we want her to come back because her voice is, you know, once in a lifetime. And uh, we know what it's like to lose voices like that. I'm thinking of Whitney Houston in particular. We don't want to lose Celine too. She's durable, you know, and she is a pro, absolutely. And she has a tremendous heart. You know, if anyone can beat this, she can. And, you know, by the way, My friend Allison and I, and my mother, I took my mother, in fact, um, to see Celine on March 8th, 2020, on her Courage World Tour, just outside New York, um, in Newark, New Jersey, front row. I mean, she was absolutely incredible. She held the audience in the palm of her hand. And there was nothing quite like being in the front row for that show. It was almost like sitting on top of an airplane as it sailed through the sky. That's how much power she had. And uh, so far, that remains her most recent concert, and uh, I certainly hope it will not be her last, because she is irreplaceable. So we're sending all our love to Celine, and uh, yes, it's not a good feeling to be a huge fan and just worry about her, because we all love her so much. So let's keep our fingers crossed we hear from her again soon, and that it's good
3: news. Sometimes amateurs know best, and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join him and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. This isn't Janet Jackson, and I love listening to Time to Talk.
0: It feels like there's so much going on in the world of entertainment at the moment, Jordan. And Brittany is always at the top of the headlines these days. I was all excited because actually the last time you and I spoke, I I said, I reckon she'll do one big interview for the release of the book that's coming out, right? And it looked like she was in negotiations with Oprah, but then all of a sudden, nuclear bomb explodes. Tell us what's happened
4: yeah well it's all kind of unfolded over the last um 24 to 48 hours really um I normally don't really buy into the the the, the notion of g- gossiping essentially about celebrities' private lives because um, it's none of my business like <laughs> and obviously she's Sam Asghari has uh filed for divorce which, it was a little bit of a shock to me. I don't know if I ever thought it would be from his side, but he's confirmed it himself with a um, with an Instagram post.
0: <sighs> Maybe it's not amazing, but as expected, the backlash is all against him. Like, the viciousness I've read about this guy. Um, from the same people, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying it again, from the same people that screamed free Britney without having all the facts, those very same people are now... Screaming for his blood without knowing everything that went down.
4: Yeah, it's been awful. I mean, he was obviously when you when you're with somebody as famous as Britney, you're always going to have this. What do they call themselves now? The Britney Army. They're obviously (laughs) going to come (laughs) at you because because there seems to be this thing where they can't separate the pop star from the person. And as a fan, I kind of get all that, but you know, you'll never you'll never get to the absolute inside of somebody's private relationship you just won't and it's kind of you know um it's all reportedly it's all allegedly it's all this that the other but you know there has been reports of um sam wanting to kind of change the prenup arrangement and uh threatening to release embarrassing information about her and stuff this is all reportedly so we don't know if it's all actually true
0: i found the statement to be beautiful and respectful actually i i I love the fact that he said he wanted to maintain um respect in this situation and i loved it when he said um what did he say i loved it when he said it was ridiculous for him to ask for privacy because how many celebrities do that after anything that goes down they release a little statement and they say please respect my privacy he's done the opposite he said well It'd be nice, but it'd be ridiculous for me to even expect it.
4: Does he want the privacy?
0: Well, now, yes. So, (laughs) this is the conspiracy (laughs) theory, right? That he was. Look, I don't think there's evidence to say he was in this for the fame. For example, I'll give you a really good example. Um, Kylie Minogue hooked up with Joshua Sass some years ago, and it was very evident that this guy wanted to bask in her limelight 100 percent evident and there's actually nothing wrong with that but be upfront about it but he he would also i think he came out with ridiculous statements like i didn't even know who kylie was before we met and just rubbish mm. like that with this dude what's his name sam britney's uh, samaskari yeah yeah so with sam i just haven't seen much evidence of him running towards the limelight uh money is what a lot of The fans are saying, was he in it for the money? And you're right, I've read those reports that he's trying to change the prenup
4: and all of that. I guess we have to wait and see. I think so. I mean, just we've had it this morning. Um Lynn has kind of reportedly again got involved. She's she's said to be begging Britney to return to live with her in Louisiana um, and is said to be furious with Sam for the way he's handled things, which I can well believe she'll be looking at it from a mother's perspective and stuff. But um, I don't know if that sort of narrative is going to help things given that Lynn might not necessarily have the best relationship with the public.
0: I really admire Britney's fans. I'll just say that up front. I really do. They're so yeah. protective of her They're always looking out for her. But I've never come across such a um, misplaced sense of protection ever in all my years of following Celebrity. When they were saying Free Britney, when they had absolutely no idea what was locked away in the medical files that were the basis of her needing protection, uh, I just thought that was really uh, dangerous, actually. And here again, they're jumping to conclusions about things and... It's one thing to say I'll always be here for you, Brittany, and I read quite a few posts like that from fans, and I thought that's lovely. No matter what's happened, Brittany, we're here for you. But those people who are making assumptions about what's went down in a private marriage and a divorce, I've been there, by the way. It's a very sad time. Yeah. And usually there's no one to blame. Usually it's just um, lots of shit that's happened, as he said.
4: Yeah, yeah, and... I think it, it, it's probably the best example of um, people not being able to to separate the celebrity from the person. Like I said earlier, um, I've, I've always been a massive fan of Britney. I think I've mentioned she's in my holy trinity, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's oh, it five years today, actually, that I saw her in concerts. That's that's uh, interesting. But, Where did you see her? In Vegas? No, no, I can't afford that. I went, I saw her in Manchester. Jordan, you've got your finger on the pulse of entertainment. Tell me what
0: your opinion is here. Will this cataclysmic event in her life affect the release of the book? Because this is a, as we speak, the next chapter is being written um, of her life. So,
4: and that was due to come out October. What do you think? um that was my initial thought i thought well what about the book because i'm very selfish and i want to get my hands on it yes um (laughs) i must admit me too i have been dying for it and it's now oh (laughs) are
0: they going to put it on hold i'll tell you what though if you're a publisher you wouldn't be putting it on hold would you no you'd be doubling the order
4: i think you would be um but is it going to make things tricky if she's done this um let's say she's done a chapter about how she finally tied the knot and she's found happiness and everything. That's yes. kind of going to have to be yes. going to have to go. So yes, I'm, I'm expecting a, a delay in publishing just for those reasons. Sadly,
0: you know, there's reports that it was a nuclear fight and that she's had an affair with the housekeeper of all people yeah. and that she had previously attacked Sam while he was asleep. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of salacious details starting to come out already.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't pay that much attention really until, you know, like you say, it's all salacious. It could all just be gossip you never you never know this is the thing so you've got to be really careful when analyzing those uh claims you do and by the time that people are listening to this podcast
0: lots of things would have shifted we should make it really clear we're i'm talking to jordan on the day that sam has released um the instagram notice to say that he has um filed for divorce or that they've broken up uh all i can say jordan is i'm i'm I know I've been there before. There are no winners in a breakup. Everyone's been there before, haven't they? There are no winners. I just wish them all the very best. I hope that they can do it as amicably as possible.
4: Me too. They shouldn't have to do it with the world watching, but of course that's a silly thing to see it because it's going to happen.
0: There was some other really sad news over the past couple of days too, Jordan. um, How would you explain to all the listeners who are outside of the UK and Australia, who yeah. Michael Parkinson
4: was. Oh, Parky. Parky, Parky. Um, yeah, ju- it, it was just one of those things when the news breaks. Um, we've we've had a few of them in the UK this year, unfortunately. Um, Paul O'Grady, another TV legend left us. Barry Humphreys, of course, an, or- an honorary Brit, really. Um, there was just this moment of, National grief. Um, I think is rightfully being described as the the king of the chat show. Um, any any celebrity, you know, celebrities would fly over just for an appearance on his uh, chat show. Um, Muhammad Ali, Posh and Beck's, Madonna. Who gets a, who gets a one to one with Madonna now? But but Parky did. A lot of the time, um, you know, the, the the term king of the chat show gets applied to. Whoever is the reigning king at that time, but I think in the case of Samuel Parkinson, it was probably meant in the truest sense. So that was that was him, king of the chat show.
0: Yeah, and you know, I as someone who totally admires um, Parky as he's known, um, mm-hmm. I I I doesn't sit well with me that king of the chat show because he was so much more then a chat show host he was the ultimate conversationalist and he rewrote how to interview uh, celebrities and high-profile people he rewrote it he'd sit back in his chair and just be himself and he was such a good listener jordan too that was his the thing that you can't even see really in his interviews but that's what's what's going on he he listened so intently
4: yeah, um, I mean, he, he infamously never rehearsed an interview. He would say, "Well, how do you expect me to? Um, how do you expect me to um, rehearse a conversation?" Um, exactly. Of course, he started off as a journalist as well, which you know that was his bread and butter. Very early days before having this knack, finding this knack for presenting, connecting with people, and um, I think particularly over here um, these days, we see a lot of people fall into that interviewing role that have maybe just been celebrities themselves you know it seems now that a a model or real or a reality star can just land this presenting gig without having you know done the groundwork um i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because sometimes it does it does really work but you know if you if you pull the viewers in job done but you just didn't get much better than parky did you and
0: that's right. And he didn't study it either. I mean, he was, a, like you say, a journalist beforehand. And I'm sure that there was, you know, some craft that he brought in the 70s when he first got the show. But ultimately, it came down to the fact that his ego was never in the way and he was insanely curious. And that's where the listening comes from. Um, these days, I can't tell you how frustrating it is when you watch even small time little interviews on. Let's say Kylie's doing the rounds with Padam and she's on a thousand radio shows. But you can see the person looking at their next question and they're not listening to the answer. They're not engaged. They're not curious. And that's why you get such boring interviews out of celebrities because you're you're not listening
4: to them. You're just looking at your script. I think he said his favorite um, interview that he did over the years was uh, with uh, Muhammad Ali. Yes. Um, that was that was high on his list. Um, there's a, there's a couple of really famous. One one thing I find really interesting about Parky is you know it, these days you can pick anything apart and somebody will find something to get offended about. You know, um, Helen Mirren was i think really rather rude about him towards the end of last year she dug up something that he'd said in an old interview to her and then there was the infamous chat with meg ryan where (laughs) yeah you see everybody remembers this she kind of complained about being in the spotlight and then he said well why are you in the spotlight and she didn't why have you apparently a
0: lot of stuff had gone on behind the scenes before she walked out apparently she was being quite a diva behind the scenes and it had
4: made her bristle yeah, he probably didn't like that. Like, you could like, it could cut through the crap of celebrity and just chat to people like we we'll keep seeing. Um, my my personal favorite. It's probably a little bit of a, a niche one, but my personal favorite interview with him was with Jerry Halliwell. Um, yes, I think yeah. it was maybe January 99, so really not long after she'd left the Spice Girls. Um, they just had this instant rapport. You know what Jerry's like with her with a yeah. camera, um, and she kind of. She teases him about playing with the Spice Girls dolls. Um, she presented him with an, an autographed picture of herself wearing pajamas in New York. Is there a way that you can let the listeners know what it,
0: what he meant in British society? Because it was compulsory viewing, wasn't it? And there's not a person in Britain who wouldn't know who Michael Parkinson was.
4: That's exactly right. And as soon as um, we got the news yesterday, I had a, a friend um, that. I, used to work with she messaged instantly and said oh it was Friday night with my uh my grandma that's what I remember Mm -hmm. um so everybody has this sort of personal connection with them like I say everybody remembers the Friday night the you know sit down in front of the telly there's Parkinson um also in terms of what he's given to the country as well you know we've got um it gave Peter Kay his start. It um, gave uh, Billy Connolly uh, his start. Um, I don't know how big they are in Australia, but they are—they are massive comic names. Yeah. Just a lot. Just he's just given a lot to to British culture, really.
0: He really is. He's about as British as you can get, and he loved his cricket and all of yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, he I also wonder, came out and did a chat um, show here. I don't know if you're aware, but he he came and did Parkinson in Australia, a series,
4: right. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. but Some know. very
0: famous interviews over here with our prime ministers. And that was, as you've mentioned, that was one of the fascinating parts about his show was it wasn't all celebrities. He was interviewing high, prime ministers, Tony Blair. Um, if you are now a little bit intrigued to go and look him up, I, I couldn't tell you the best place to start. And one of the funniest things that I've ever watched, and I've watched it many times just to cheer myself up, um, Dame Edna was on the show many times, as you know, Mm -hmm. Barry Humphreys. Um, But the one with Sharon Osbourne and Dame Judi Dench, who were on the show at the same time, uh, Dame Edna was on absolute fire that night there was no one that she didn't nuke
2: um
0: it was amazing oh she taught poor poor judy dench oh she just made such fun of the poor woman's appearance it was so funny i'm definitely going to be looking that one up in tribute to um michael parkinson jordan thanks for joining us again
4: oh you're more than welcome um yeah it's been it's been lovely
0: it's always great to um, talk to somebody who's as obsessed with pop culture as I am, I've got to say. Yes, it makes a change for me as well. <laughs> you take care until next time. And if you want to find Jordan online, you can find him on all socials at Jordan Lloyd Beck, B-E-C-K. Good to talk to you again, Jordan, as always. A quick shout out to Iris, who has written to me wanting to talk about Sunita. Now, Iris, you sent me an audio clip, and I was going to have that here, but you mentioned in that clip that you might want to come on the show and tell us all about Sunita. Some of you will know who Sunita is, a lot of you won't. So the invitation is there, Iris, let's do it, come on the show, let's have a quick update about who Sunita is and why we should care. Where does she fit in the world of pop culture? Well, as always, it has been a pleasure spending a little bit of time with you in the fortress of pop culture. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for all those people that are rating the show on the platform that you use. Believe it or not, thumbs up and five stars and a comment here and there actually help us to keep this show free. So please do that if you can. And excitingly, the next time I talk to you, we should have single number two. As we all know, Kylie, Zoe Ball, BBC, coming up very soon. Usually that means straight to Spotify these days, straight to streaming. It's an exciting time. So I'm really looking forward to spending more time with you very shortly. You take care of yourself. Lots and lots of self care. Take care of yourself.